0: Hey everybody, thank you for being here uh, As you know, Twitter has been Excuse me,
1: I
2: got this covered All
0: right, I Anders. got this covered
1: All right. Your show, Chicken Wings
2: Just like a wing Without a bone is just a saucy nug A Saturday without Husker football Is just a Saturday What in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> hey. This is kind of this is where we're at right now. Yeah. This is society. This yeah. is where we're at. Chicken wing guy. Shouts
1: out to chicken wing guy. Where we have.
2: Guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to make of it. Um, I never would have thought. Look, there's a lot of things that have happened in 2020. The pandemic. Yeah. Things things being canceled. Uh, Big 12, Big Ten not playing, and everybody else is, and then. How about Scott Frost uttering this phrase that if you would have said, hey, in 2020, (laughs) Scott Frost, the head coach in Nebraska, is going to step to the podium and say this phrase. You're so chicken wings. Like, at, at what point do you just go, do you just drop the Charlie line from Lost? Guys, where are we? Guys,
1: where are we? Your show chicken wing.
2: Your show chicken
1: wing. I because I immediately sent that to you yesterday.
2: Because it I
1: saw it hit Twitter. And I thought
2: we're recording this Saturday. Saturday, yes, it's
1: Saturday morning. And I saw the, you know, from the Huskers Twitter account, breaking news, Frost going to the podium, and I mean my heart stopped. And then your show, Chicken Wing guy, comes out, and I it took me about 5 minutes for my jaw to I mean my jaw was agape and I had to resume a normal jaw position. You know? I mean I just can't believe there's so many things to unpack with that. I am I am amazed that Do you think I guess I don't know Scott Frost personally other than I love his his biceps? Calm down. But I'm amazed that given the what's happening that they talked him into doing that. Are you, I mean, usually coaches are like, or maybe I'm just like the guy that I was around was Dana Altman all the whole time. And it's like trying to get coach Altman to do anything like that would have, uh, cue up, you know,
2: who with the answer. No, no. Okay. Very good. <laughs>
3: Very
2: good. Yeah. Dana wants no part in that. I mean, can you believe that? Um, I, where, do,
1: how do you even want to, how do you want to unpack that?
2: Well, there's a lot there. Um, and I will say there's, there's a couple of things there. As it came out, and then that night, we're recording this Saturday morning. We don't know if there was an agenda there that needs to be unpacked, and if it is by the time Monday rolls around, you know, cue Tom Brady. Here yeah. we are on a Saturday morning. Right.
0: Sorry about that.
2: Yeah, I was watching that, and it was almost bittersweet. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you want to make a social media play, capitalize on, hey, it's rare that someone makes uh, goes viral who's in your backyard, I don't know who reached out to whom, but as uh, as that happened, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, go viral, do something. Scott Frost, let's have some fun. Let's do that. And then thinking about the stories I used to do on KTV, I'm like, really? He's willing to do this stuff? Like, that would have been really fun to engage Scott Frost and to do something and to do some real fun stories because he does not strike me as a guy. Like, even when he's sitting in those... Features with Larry the Cable Guy yeah, I in, love the, those. in the car. Yeah, they are like, hey Larry, you know, hey Larry, how right. you doing? Oh, is this really okay? Yeah, I like, like there's music. no, he's just monotonous. Yeah, I mean,
1: I can't believe you and I got that colonoscopy thing on the same day. You believe that? Any day, any day. I, enjoyed. I really enjoyed that. But I mean, you, you know, you right. always
3: show chicken wings. <laughs>
1: You always ask coaches to do things. You know, g- generally speaking, coaches want nothing to do with that kind of stuff. You know, because yep. they're usually stressed enough. Like, we listen, man. We got roast beef state this weekend, and if we're not ready to, if we're not ready to play, we're going to take it on the chin. I mean, this guy is dealing with an unprecedented sequence of events, and the ramifications of what's at stake here could be felt for a long time. And I'm just amazed that Scott Frost was willing to do this. I'm amazed.
2: Yeah. I think about um, when we did the uh, Bo Pelini-Carl Fence story that was strategically placed during a bye week. You know, it was like a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday before an open Saturday. So, yeah, you do those things when there's no games. So I say that to say if Scott Frost is doing this, he's pretty confident there's no game coming yeah, up anytime
1: Perfect. Soon.
2: I think maybe that's what it is. The, how do I read it? Like, what you, what you
1: read in on that, I'm like, my read is there are no games soon. <laughs> That's right. Because
2: because yeah. if he had a season, we got a, and a schedule. we got a game coming up in 35 days, and he's doing this. You're so chicken wings. Yeah, there's no game. <laughs> you're right, though. That's
1: what. Because even the, you're like Bill Self has always been willing to do. He's more willing to do those funny videos than you think, but he always does them for yeah. like late night in the fog. So it's you know it's it's mid October. that you don't play a game for a month. He's willing to do some crazy spoof thing. But man, during the season, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I mean, Coach can't even get you, him Dana. to do it. Hey, can you uh, can you do a three-minute post-game interview on the radio affiliate of the
2: Creighton Blue Jays? No, no. Okay, ah! thank you, Dana. Appreciate appreciate all of that. Yeah, it's just ah. a it's just a weird time, and then you have the uh, look. I, I do want to circle back to. Ronnie Green, if we can, where he has become really the star of the show. And I don't know. He's the chancellor of the chick show. Yeah, I mean, did I did I think that when we started playing Ronnie Green that he would be, you know, more popular than us? I don't know. You know but he is. <laughs> he is. And did you see Mitch Sherman's story about uh, the emails and stuff? We had talked yes. about Ted Carter's email, so that wasn't. Uh, very revelatory, but the Ronnie Ronnie Green is quickly and quietly turning into the smartest man, not just in the room, not just in the state of Nebraska, but in the universe. Seriously, I don't think so. No, you are. No, you are Ronnie. When you think when when
1: when you think about what he's thought, I've thought about this a lot. When you think about what came of that,
3: I thought about this a lot.
1: And then you think about. What was in his emails to to Kevin T J Warren? I tell you, Doug, it was uh, those emails. He was he was dropping the mic on a lot of that stuff. Like again, Nebraska was getting drugged through the mud for a little while, and I'm not so sure right now. Nebraska isn't coming out looking like looking the best out of everybody here.
2: Yeah, I mean the whole thing it's like their poop smells the best, yes, right? Like that's, right. that's that's kind of kind of what the big 10 is. Good smell and poop. Um good smell and poop. I do like the let me So play.
3: and they are successful in doing it. <laughs>
2: okay, that's you know, I mean it's it's to the point where um as I read the email – from Ronnie Green to Kevin Warren, you can read. You can now read it in Ronnie Green's voice. Yes, where this was an email obtained by the Athletic through an open records request. You know, with no games going on, Mitch Sherman was all over this. Yeah, right? shouts like, out to Mitch. I am going to hammer this FOIA, and I'm going to hammer you, Mister Warren. But yeah. um, it says uh, Ronnie Green's email to Kevin Warren on July 30th. So this is still a little ways, uh, about 10 days or so before the season was canceled. And here's what the email says. This morning's conversation is highly concerning.
3: And they are successful in doing it.
2: (laughs) In that the conference is moving in a direction which could ultimately put it in contradiction to what other conferences in the nation end up doing.
3: I thought about this a lot.
2: Similar to what we have already seen in the ACC's plans with the same or more aggressive being anticipated for the SEC and the Big 12. He he winds up talking about... um, All right, I'll read this final paragraph like that. If the Big 10 ends up not moving forward or having a greatly reduced level of competition due to the inability of (laughs) conference institutions being able to compete week to week. In comparison to those peers, this will create a very precarious situation in that we would have been fully prepared to and able to compete, but we'll have missed any opportunity to develop any alternative plan.
3: To make sure that we're not dropping our balls.
2: (laughs) Now, that's very well done. Now, the best part is you can kind of read where he goes, he's like, Look, if they get through this and they get, and they are successful
3: in doing so. And they are successful in doing (laughs) that.
2: Yes. He was thinking about,
1: so what's amazing is he's been thinking about this. That was on July 30th. July 30th. So he's, He's when he said, I've thought about this a lot. He has,
3: I've thought about this a lot
1: since July 30th. He's thought about this, <laughs> yes. but it is amazing, though, to read that story in the athletic and, and really think about the date in which that email was sent from Ronnie Green to Kevin Warren to think that the season was canceled 11 or 12 days after the fact. And it certainly feels like. Ronnie Green and everybody involved at Nebraska could see the axe coming, and it was before the conference schedule was announced. That's what is so you know the because at the start of the email it was it was regards to a concern he was concerned about a conversation right he said something about there was yes. what did it yes, say at the this start? this morning
2: it said it says uh, uh, again just to uh, reiterate. He says this morning's conversation is highly concerning. That was July 30th. So what the heck was said that morning? Because
1: clearly it was obviously concerning enough that he felt compelled to fire off an email because he felt like the snowball was starting to come down the mountain and they needed to stop it fast. And which just, again, there's, there's, we've, I mean gosh, we've been talking about this for a month. There's just We've been, been
2: this- we've been talking about this a lot. I
3: thought about this a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? It's not just what was discussed in between August, you know, the uh, what was it? The release of the schedule was August 5th. And the cancellation was August 11th. It's not just what was discussed mm. and happened between those two periods, what was even happening a week or two prior to the schedule being released? Yeah. And it, it's just – it's crazy to read that email and think how much Nebraska could feel the inevitable, and they were pulling out all the stops, whether it's an email from Ronnie Green, uh, a an email from Ted Carter on August 10th in which Kevin Warren responded to, I look forward – you know, basically, like I understand your position, and we'll talk soon – and as the story ends, 18 hours later, Big Ten football is canceled and Ted Carter and Kevin Warren hadn't spoke. Back up a little bit, even maybe even just that, earlier that day. That was the same day that Scott Frost, Matt Farniak, and Adrian Martinez and DiCaprio Boodle all had that press conference, which felt like a Hail Mary to try and save football. Nebraska Nebraska saw all this coming a mile
2: away and was doing all they could to stop it. The communication was so poor, but not so poor, that uh, people didn't catch wind of what was going on and what was going to happen. And the fact that you had a chancellor understanding that I mean, it was really Ronnie Green. Like, yes. Ted Carter's like, Hey, Ronnie told me this. What's going on? You work for us. What's right. happening? But it was Ronnie Green who's on those Zoom calls going, This ain't good. And you know, he was probably talking to Scott Frost going, Look, there's going to be an announcement tomorrow that ain't going to be good. Yes. You had better we need to do whatever we can. And now the Scott Frost situation and him getting up in the media and the, the players getting up, look, this is fourth down in a country mile. We're down by eight. We need not only the hail Mary to be complete, but a two point conversion. So let's go to the podium.
1: Yep. That's it. That that's 100% what it is. And i even like Ted Carter's little line. He dropped in there and you just referenced it about, you know, you work for us right. to Kevin Warren's like, You know, you said you work for us. Make sure you understand what we want here. And so, again, what's always nice is consistency in a lot of different ways. And it feels like Nebraska publicly and even privately before, during, and after has stayed ridiculously consistent with how they feel, what they think should happen in the fall and all and everything in between I like again I read that story from Mitch Sherman and you know I don't, there's something about like I I uncovered these emails you're you know you kind of kind of brace yourself like ooh is this gonna you know what's this gonna what's this gonna look like and I walked away being like I tell you what Ronnie Green Ted Carter and the University of Nebraska walk away looking pretty darn consistent
2: and pretty darn good to me Calm Down. Oh, that's the new Calm Down from when Mitch was in studio. Wow, okay.
1: Calm Down Part 2.
2: Yeah. I, a feel, like, revenge. Uh, I feel like we should uh, probably compare the two. Calm Down. That's the old one. That's the that's part one. That's a really good one. And then you've got... Calm Down. Hmm, that's smooth. I mean, that's, that's smooth. Oh, yeah.
1: The The second one's a little more silky smooth. The first one would probably, would probably make you calm down more, though, because it's more abrasive and in your face.
2: Calm Down. Yeah, that was that was a quick one. That's when he didn't like you. Yeah, he, he was. He, he had, I was moving in on Rex. Calm down. Yeah, I, I would agree. That one's that one's a little more. We've already made up and kissed, and I'll just tell you to come. Yeah. calm down. Thanks. Again, there's a lot still there, you, but. I mean- Whatever. I mean, the re- full disclosure, the reason that uh, we're recording on Saturday is because Friday morning we're like, well, our, is our podcast going to become outdated if the presidents have a vote? And even if they say, yeah, we're not having the season until 2024, we should at least still have a conversation about that. And then there was no vote. There was nothing. The only thing that came out of that day uh, was... You're so chicken wing. You know, that was it. That's Oh, uh, that's, that's the only good thing we got out of Friday. And even that wasn't that good. You're I, so chicken wing. I just... Doesn't it feel like
1: while the story has evolved and different things have happened over the last month, it does feel like we've kind of said the same thing over and over and over. I even remember when we had the podcast with, with Mitch Sherman in attendance, didn't you and you and I kind of felt like we better get like whatever thoughts you have on the cancellation of football, you better get it in now because after this, that story is done and we're (laughs) on to different things. It is weeks and weeks after that and we're still talking about it and while the conversation has evolved it kind of hasn't at the same time like I texted you if I didn't have a vested interest in this story and a desired outcome with this story I would be so annoyed and sick of this story because it it literally is like a bad soap opera it is like a bad bad days of our lives episode where every single day gets dumber and more ridiculous than
2: the day before it.
1: And you don't even know what to make of it now.
2: Yeah. Dumb days of our lives episode. That is a pretty redundant statement that you just made there. And it doesn't (laughs) narrow down what episode we are talking about. Um, yeah, it's uh, they, they kinda leave you with a cliffhanger, but even the cliffhanger isn't even worth sticking around for, but it's like, Well, I'm kind of in already. I like the show. I what am I gonna do? Like this is what yeah. I base my life around this show. It's a terrible episode, and I don't know if Charlie's <laughs> gonna kill him or not. I don't really care, but I'm just gonna watch. I'm gonna I'll use the restroom here real quick and come back and sit and watch. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you so an episode would end and then it would be like
1: coming up next on the next episode of Dumb Days of Our Lives. The president gets involved. It's had a great conversation with me and Kevin Warren. Big Ten football coming back. A lot of great teams in that conference. Everyone's talking about it. We're trying to help him out. And you're like, next on Dumb You're like, all right, now I got to see what this is. So Trump, so the president's involved? What's, what is this?
2: You know? We've got the ball on the one. Okay, thank you very much. We don't understand... Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's just it's terrible. It's so I'm, ridiculous. I'm, it's embarrassing. Like, if Nebraska were still in the Big 12, there'd be so much mocking going on with the Big 10 right now. Like, it would be from them going, oh, my gosh, good thing we're out of there. Right.
1: We, let me ask you a question, though. Because it seems like every day when you hop out of bed, there is this, you know, you you hear about all these reports and sources and meetings and this and date. Hey, look out for October 10th. Hey, October 17th. Now they're talking about this. Like, do you think is more or less happening behind the scenes? Do you understand my question? Like, there's this idea that it's there's tons of moving and shaking and, and meetings and, and ideas being floated around. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bill Moose will get quoted to be like, Yeah, there's there's nothing to there's nothing to an October tenth start. That's there's no that's not be discussed. Or they'll be like, Friday, super secret vote happening. And then Ronnie Green and Ted Carter at some universe at some like event, and they're like, What what event are you, what vote are you talking about? So you, then you feel stupid because you're like, I mean, you go get a bowl of popcorn, and you're like, here we go, super secret vote. And then it's just <laughs> nothing. So I guess my question to you is Is nothing happening behind the scenes and we're just getting like played? Or is there stuff going on?
2: I feel like it's Seinfeld where it's like, okay, here's the show, nothing happens. Well, something happens. (laughs) No, no, nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, something happens. Like, what did you do today? Well, I, uh, she walked in, said hello, there's the show. (laughs) What did you do today? I got up and came to work. There's a show. That's a show. <laughs> okay, well, okay, what did What did Kevin Warren do today? Well, nothing. You know, he didn't do anything. Like, we just maybe held a Zoom meeting. There's a show. There's the show. Okay. There's the big story right like, there. What I, was the meeting? Like, I feel like this is, yeah, everyone's filling in gaps because it can't be this quiet, right? Right. Like, like a Nebraska coaching search. Whoa, Bob Davie has cable. <laughs> Subscribe. Like, okay, right. great. He's having cable installed in Lincoln. Okay, great. Great. Like it's like a, this awful coaching search that you're not being updated on. So you've got media, fans, boosters, people filling in gaps. You've, to me, the the October 10th stuff is clearly coaches and ads trying to get that out there to continue to apply pressure on the presidents to do this when in all reality, I mean, that's not going to happen. I mean, uh, mid-October at this point is not going to happen. Like you'd you'd be lucky if you're in by Thanksgiving at this point. And then it comes out that Larry Scott is hopeful and has been talking with Kevin Warren about synchronizing their seasons so that they can finish in the Rose Bowl or what have you. Like, OK, I mean, I guess that's what we're that's what we're going to do. I think the more you hear, the less is actually happening. But I do believe there are meetings taking place. And that's the only thing I can believe, because the silence is unbelievable coming from those who've actually made the decision. Like it took think about it. It took a lawsuit to find out the vote. Yeah, It took a lawsuit to find out a vote that impacted millions of people. And I just, you want to pull your hair out and go, why aren't people speaking? It, why yes. isn't there anything going on? And right now, I'll tell you, this isn't being controlled by the virus. This is being controlled by the presidents. and But they're not saying anything. The uncertainty is not about the virus. The uncertainty is about, is anyone leading? Is anyone in charge? And is anyone going to stand up in the room and go, we got to make a decision here and give some clarity to some coaches and make a decision? I'm telling you. I'm convinced that Kevin
1: Warren and all of the, the presidents or members of the Big Ten that want football canceled or want or want to be right, I should say, they, you know what they're doing? I think they are willing to withstand this crap storm of bad PR and leak sources of this and that in the hopes that in two or three weeks – all the other leagues are canceled. I, I think that it, I think they are just waiting and hoping for all this other, all the all the other Power Five conferences to to either play a game and cancel, play two games or cancel, or for the you know the SEC who's starting in September twenty sixth to not get off the ground, so they then get let off the hook with everything. I think before they try to fix the crap storm, they're going to make sure that they even have to. And, the, and in their minds, the only way they have to is if these other leagues get their seasons going. Because that, Schick, and maybe I'm just autocorrecting with too much because everything just doesn't make sense. That's the only way I can explain the silence. It's the only well, way I can explain it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I remember being on this when we were on this podcast and talking about how you know all we 've seen are letters in things you know from Kevin Warren and the commissioner 's office and just saying yeah that 's the only way to ex- the only way to explain the silence is that they anticipated the ACC to follow suit and if the ACC and you read the reports about Clemson and Notre Dame, if they had done that we wouldn 't even be here right yep. now, but the fact is they're ready to go and i have never been more confident that those conferences are going to kick off and frankly i'm i'm pretty confident that they're going to do whatever they can to keep it going the acc and SEC are in a staring contest neither of them are going to call it off before the other one does so it's all about the big 12 and the big 12 has a lot at stake here so i'm it was interesting on friday when it, the tcu smu game got postponed where you go okay well there's Here we go. Bob Bowlesby said there'd be disruptions. Let's go. But the good news is they're giving it a chance to fail, and that's what we've always said. Give it a chance to not succeed. That doesn't mean you're trivializing this deal. It doesn't mean you're saying who cares if anyone gets COVID-19? You're saying, let's see what we got here because you still have students on campus. You still are inviting them back to you know pay their tuition and their room and board, so why not let the student-athletes who've been here longer and put in a lot of physical work and preparation for the season give them a chance? And yeah. It's obviously not going to happen for the Big Ten and, and the Pac-12, but I, d- I didn't think I'd be in a situation where the Pac-12 looks better unbelievable than the big 10 in terms of their communication in terms of everything they've handed the media in terms of their unanimity Mm -hmm. on the decision and then talking about hey this is a game changer we've got this and and what does that mean we're going to have rapid tests and and those are going to be available here within the next couple of months and that could change things meanwhile it's just crickets from the Big Ten, and it's, it's just, frankly, embarrassing, and there's no other – there's nothing else you could say about it that, that hasn't yeah. already been said. Because
1: it is hard – I mean, obviously, I'm in Lincoln, and, you know, you wake up today, and today, sh- today should have been the first Nebraska game. You know, this should have been Nebraska at Rutgers. And, you know, I, I wake up, I go out onto my deck – and, you know, it's 63
2: degrees. It's cool. Are you, are you deck bragging right now? Oh, I love my deck. I'm
1: a deck bro. I am a total deck bro.
2: You know what I've seen about you, too, is, is, is and I enjoy it because I can get into your head and go, yeah, life, <laughs> life can be pretty good in those moments. Except I don't tweet about them. You do. And, you know, you're tweeting about you going out to dinner oh, and all this it, stuff. First date like, in seven months. You know, it, it's... It, it, S- swear to God. It's,
1: that was my first date in seven months with my wife. Shouts out to COVID. Oh, welcome,
2: welcome to COVID and
1: multi-kids. <laughs> I know. It's hard with two kids throwing COVID.
2: You're going on two dates a year, bro. It's amazing. Yeah. And you want your you want your kids to be like, hey, uh, you know what? We're gonna set up a nice at-home date for you. It's like, okay, you're five, you're a newborn. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate
1: really appreciate that.
2: What's on the menu today? Fruit snacks? Shocker. Shocker! <laughs> Oh, great. Let me guess what's going to be for our special dessert, Gogurt. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds terrific. Yes, I'll open yours for you. There,
1: all right? You can have one. <laughs> Golly.
2: Thank you. Thank you for the squeezable applesauce, you jerk. All right, What baby. are you going Go to make fun bed. of me all
1: about, right. though?
2: I'm a deck bro. Um, no, I twi- I'm glad that you have a deck. I'm yeah. glad you have a deck. I'm glad... You know, I do live vicariously through you where you're like, uh, sitting here cracking a beer on my deck. I'm like, yeah, that'd be nice. I got a concrete slab in the back. Ah,
1: getting your slab game right. Hey, man. This- that,
2: is there anything worse than a slab? Yeah.
1: I mean, just a slab is, is pretty... Is, is And it's got like a capacity of three people, maybe. And those people might fall
2: off oh. the edge if you're not careful. And when you do step off of the edge of the slab, <laughs> it is like... Swimming in a lake and having your foot touch seaweed, like ooh
0: yucky,
2: ew, ew, <laughs> is disgusting. Like, can you can you ever, in trying to sell a house, include the fact that you have a slab? No, never.
1: A gorgeous two story, four bath, four bedroom home with a slab available for you. The slab, I mean, it could check every box you're looking for, but then a slab, you're like,
2: even that word is like, yeah. Yeah,
3: you
2: yeah, have the real estate agent. People walking through the house. What do they have out back? Oh, nothing. You don't need to sit. Well, what? Well, no, seriously, what's up? No, it's just, it's fine. It's beautiful. You know. This is the backyard. A the backyard. It's you know? No, it's just it's slab. You're even fine. It's, let's go check out the jacuzzi. The only non-slab I have I have lived with was an Elkhorn. We had a deck, and we ate dinner out there all the time. And then you think about moving, you're like, we better have a deck, because I ain't going to no more slabs. Let me let me
1: tell you something. Can I, as I'm just apparently bragging and flexing, not only do I have a deck, I have a screened-in oh, no. deck. Oh. So there are no bugs. There are no... Oh. It's... Once you go... You think... You go from the slab to a deck, <laughs> it's hard to go back. But let me tell you, when you go to a slab, to a deck, to a screened-in deck... What the heck?
2: You're not going back. It's, oh, it's like, all right, I'll give you two choices here. Concrete slab or slab of meat. Give me the meat.
0: <laughs> I'd rather have a slab of meat. no question about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, I guess uh,
1: to your point, though, for whatever reason, these other conferences, they, they were willing to give it a try and search and seek for ways and reasons why it can work. And the Big Ten was hell bent on reasons why it can't work, and didn't even give it a try. That's still the thing that is maybe as maddening as anything else. Is why why didn't they, shake on August 11th, just just push the start date back, just just postpone it to September? You know, just. Buy yourself time because there have been advancements with this rapid testing and different stuff. Like
2: at least, at least, give the appearance that you tried, right? Yes. Push it back to be uniform with the other leagues, and I and I keep going back to, and I wonder now, as now these conversations, hey, let's stay uniform, if conversations with Larry Scott and Kevin Warren have been going on for a while and you know the connection those two conferences have had with the Rose Bowl they said look let's let's just both bail on this and let's be in this together because we don't feel very confident obviously you guys can't even play in the Pac-12 in California so we're not gonna let you hang here so let's just do this and it's all about relationships so Let's just punt on the season and we'll we'll kick this off in, in January for the sake of the Rose Bowl.
1: I mean for the freaking Rose Bowl. <laughs> like would that would that surprise you at all? No, not seriously, no. Everything you're saying, not at all. So what all right, as we what's your as we'll, we'll maybe have weekly guesses as to what the heck's gonna happen. What's your guess, dude? Like what do you what do you think is ultimately are they kicking off Thanksgiving? Do you think I they're think gonna they're, play I, this year? Are they gonna play yeah, in twenty twenty? I,
2: I think they'll I think they'll play in twenty twenty. Uh, it's simply because, as these other leagues continue to play, I just don't think they will have a choice. I think the lo- I think the voices will become even more loud. Not that, not that the president of Michigan seems to care about the voices right now. If you no. read the stories, like, hey, he's, he's hell bent on making sure this doesn't happen or making sure Michigan doesn't play this year. But th- this whole notion of we're all in this together, and if one of us can't play, we're all not going to play. Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, at some point, you should just allow teams to play, even if it's against each other, even if you only have eight games. And, frankly, that's what makes this all the more frustrating is all you really need is eight games.
1: Yes. Right? Play, play eight. eight
2: games, crown a champion, and make sure Ohio State passes the eye test and get that money for getting the playoff. I mean, each team get, gets in, gets six mil for the conference. We got to go. Let's go. You right. got this team. Let's win it win a national championship, but I do think simply because of the fact that these other leagues are going to play, and I don't – I mean, I I was in the camp of I don't see them finishing – Um, But that changed a couple of weeks ago as you continue to see, yeah, they have positive tests, but hey, don't forget who's playing here. SEC, ACC, like there's a reason that the slogan for the SEC is it just means more because it obviously does. And I think they're going to play. And then I think probably, yeah, I mean, the, the Thanksgiving stuff sounds about right because the last thing you want is to impact 2021. And I think the push is going to be, let's get it going. Let's play. I just don't. You know, I don't know what's worse, playing in the spring when at least the champion has already been crowned or playing in conjunction with the other teams but just playing on a separate plane. I know. I don't know what I don't know what
1: is the best there cuz they're the I mean they're they're two bad options in all yeah. reality. And I think there was some I think one of the big unanswerable questions at least initially was like, "Well, what is playing how dangerous is playing a football game?" You know, like getting in a bus Going to another stadium and actually lining up and playing a football game, well, as we've seen with Central Arkansas, I think they've played two games and so far so good in terms of it not being. I think there was some worry that it would be like, and at the end of the first quarter, it is seventeen to seven, and everyone has coronavirus. You know, like it was some concern <laughs> that it was just going to be a super a, a super spreader event, the likes of which no one has ever seen. Well, at least initially, that's not necessarily what the the issue or, or, or isn't proving to be an issue. So I, I don't I, – it's, it is, I, it's I hard almost, to I out. feel,
2: Nick, like once the season starts, it becomes easier to manage those things. Yep. Because right now, you, you get boredom setting in. You've got – we don't even have a game coming up. Like these other leagues, uh, like the SEC – September 26th. I mean, it's still a few weeks away. Like, I feel like once you're in the throes of a season, you're in the rhythm of the season, you've got the rapid testing that can at least tell you if there's a real danger on the field. And then, you know, think about it. You play Saturday, get back Sunday, you're in meetings. Most of your classes are going to be online. Cl- you know, universities yeah. are not necessarily 100% full. And There's a path for it it's, to work. it, it yeah, I mean, I I just I just feel like once the season starts, it almost becomes easier, especially if you have those rapid the rapid tests. No so, doubt. no question um, about that's, it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest frustration about it is you 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 make a decision a, a month before you were scheduled to start, but eight weeks before you could have started.
1: The thing that's also interesting is there were some reports on whether wh- whenever there's a start date, that there's not every team will play for the Big Ten either. Which that is interesting because to me, it's like well, if you're one-for-all, all-for-one one way, shouldn't you be one-for-all, all-for-one the other way? And I get that the other way involves, like, if if it, if individuals can opt out, I suppose it stands to reason to say that entire teams could opt out if they want to. But it's just interesting how if Nebraska wants to forge on and play, you can't do that. Shame on you. All One-for-all, all-for-one. But if the Big Ten decides to play and... Michigan State or Minnesota or Rutgers or whoever says they don't want to play, it's like, sure, you're fine. We respect that. Everyone has to look out for themselves. It's like, well, wait a minute. How, how come – and I, I get it, but I don't. Like there's a little bit of hypocrisy there on why one university can look out for themselves and do what they deem the best for them and not play, but yet another university can't do the opposite. But it seems like we're potentially trending towards that.
2: Yeah, I mean it was eleven to three against playing. The three didn't have a choice. But if it's eleven to three in favor of playing, will the three that say no have a choice? And I bet they will. But and I bet they will. To play. And I don't
1: understand that. And the thing that'll be interesting then within that is well, then how do you divvy up the TV money pie? You know, like are are the three teams? Let's and just stick with your analogy. If the three say say it's now eleven to three, and the three teams decide to not play, well, are they going to get a chunk of the of the TV money? Because that I don't know if that seems right. I don't know what the bylaws say in terms of of how that stuff's divided up, but
2: that that doesn't seem necessarily right either. And the one thing I'm interested to is, and you've seen this with schools that are even playing when you talk about money, is that even though you're playing, these schools, like the Big 12, they're still cutting salaries. They are still furloughing employees because – it's a pandemic, and your stadium's not going to be full. And the revenue, you know, 15000 in a stadium versus $90,000, that is a lot of money. A lot of money in parking, concessions, tickets, gear, everything that you base it on that just because you're – I just – I'm interested to see those that play this fall, how better of a situation are they in financially – Versus those that might play in the spring Mm -hmm. versus the Pac 12 or Big 10 if they play. What does that TV money look like? What is. Do the stadiums have a better chance of being full in the spring, in the Big 10? And can that counteract some of that? I I don't know. Again, there's there's no great situation here. It's just one that you wish. Let's just fat. I am in charge. I'm one of three voices on ESPN that, uh, due to time constraints, moves you ahead in the action. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm ready to go to twenty twenty one and go to that season, go to the fall, like a year from now. Let's just go. I know.
1: That, um, I, so, I, so I told you I'm I, if I didn't have a vested interest in the outcome and, and who's involved, I would just be I'd be with you. I'd be like, ah, can we fast forward here? Like I'm just I'm 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 getting a little tired of the roller coaster every day and the and, and just you know, you're like just get to it. Like what is this gonna look like? You know? What yeah. What what and ultimately I, are things going to going to shake out to be?
2: And I think I texted this to you when we were uh, talking about it earlier in the week after Donald Trump had his conversation with Kevin Warren. I just said, "Look, the Big Ten is a has become a political pawn, and they deserve it." Yep. Yes. I yes. mean, yes. They. I, I hate I, to say it, but it's true. It's totally one hundred percent true. <clears throat> you know what else is true? Because I've thought about this a lot.
3: I've thought about this a lot. Oh, I love you,
2: Robbie. Uh, I do want to get to this. There was someone who emailed in. This is from Andy, Andy V, who we've been thinking about, Ronnie Green, because he has dominated this show, yeah. and rightfully so. I hope someday we can have him on as a guest and just listen to him talk. I just I could listen to him mesmerizing all day. Like, voice. Right, Ronnie Green to me would be perfect in your enclosed deck with a beer. He would.
1: I would love every second of it. Not Ronnie a slab. Green's- He's not a slab
2: guy. He's a deck guy. <laughs> no. Ronnie Green would be terrible on a slab, but terrific on a deck. <laughs> he he is a big deck guy, big and deck guy. make sure you enunciate those words. So, Andy really? V, <laughs> did you just get that? Oh, went yeah. over your head. Oh, went over my head. Yeah. Oh, went over my head. <laughs> Andy V emails in and says. Figured it out. Ronnie Green sounds a lot like Al Gore in the Saturday Night Live parody with the Lockbox. As soon as he emailed that, I said yes. And I haven't listened to this. This is the first time I've listened to this bit in years. Uh, Daryl Hammond did a great Al Gore. Here's 40 seconds of that from the clip that Andy sent us. Here it is. Jim is different. Rather than squander
1: the surplus on a risky tax cut for the wealthy, I would put it in what I call a (laughs) lockbox. The lockbox would be used only for Social Security and Medicare. The lockbox would be kept by the president. The lockbox would also be camouflaged.
3: (laughs) It would be the lockbox.
2: Okay, so there's... And there's a little lockbox uh, wow. thing, and so uh, let's let's see here uh, with Ronnie Green.
3: I don't think so. You know, I think we're at now, 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 Let me let me just play a little hypothetical here. Okay. for you.
1: Rather than squander the surplus <laughs> on a risky tax cut, but I mean, it's, wow. it's pretty close. He's more pretty because close. I used to initially think he sounds like Mr. Mackey a little bit from South Park, where it's just okay, okay, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I've thought about this a lot. Okay, let's say these other leagues get off the ground, and they are successful in doing so. Okay, what I'm talking about might save your life someday. Okay, okay,
0: Mr. Mackey. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: Okay. 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 I always thought he's Mr. Mackey, but he's Daryl Hammond as Al Gore.
2: Yeah, I think it could be. I think okay. it could be both. So thank you, Andy. For sending that in, I want to get to uh, a couple of other emails here. Uh, the emails were pouring in uh, after Ronnie Green and the way that he has dominated this. This is from Joseph, who emailed in because we had the shirts come out uh, for Triple B yeah. Printing again. Go to Triple B Printing. Uh, sales are off the charts, according to Josh. So continue to to get your shirt requests in at Triple uh, B Printing. Go to the Chicken Nick tab, and uh, Joseph tweets to the show. He says, now, now, now. No,
3: no, no.
2: Let's say we get these shirts and like them a lot and Triple B printing comes out with more. Will the wife let me buy another set of new ones? I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> that's from. Now, 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 now. Uh, this is from Matt Cavanaugh who says uh, on Twitter Am I willing to buy a shirt that in work video chats has only the word humpin visible to other viewers? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Josh Cohen tweets, ordered my shirts, hashtag can't wait. Hardest part was choosing which ones. I kept looking at them and thinking, I don't know.
3: I don't know.
2: <laughs> I eventually settled down. I'm not happy happy, happy about that in Com. That was very well done. I tell you what, you know it would be a little,
1: as we just talk out loud, if... If we gave listeners the option to create their own shirt with their with their with the drop, the date, because there are a lot of people like, well, I want some, I want open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. I want enjoy your buy. I want you know. There's been a lot of people right. that have requested things. I'm just saying, at some point, they're going to come out with a, a new line of shirts or the ability for
2: them to. Make it to shard choice on what they want on their t shirt. <laughs> to shard choice, um, again, I am not sure how long he's I'm not sure he's been out uh, how long he's been out of the league, but he is probably one of the NFL players most closely associated with our show. No doubt about it.
0: No doubt about it.
2: We have uh I have spoken with uh, Triple B printing and and Josh about potentially uh, having a new shirt a month or something like that right. and, and putting something on social to say, hey, what do you want? But if someone wants to design something or uh, make suggestions, uh, absolutely. I like this one from Omaha Joe. He tweets in, uh, open up the chicken next door. T-shirts exploded all over my chest. I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> uh, Eric, Eric tweets, you over dry your triple B printing shirts, gets tight on your chest. Yeah! I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs>
0: It's
2: so stupid. Oh God. <laughs> the you know, the, the secret language that the listeners have spoken in uh mustache Adam, who's a very loyal listener, mustache tweets Adam. now now now, let's say I ordered multiple shirts and things are working out well after where after uh, wear one, where two. Is there a possibility of more options being available down the road? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Thank you, mustache Adam. <laughs> Uh, Alex Wolf tweets, now, 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 let me just play a little hypothetical here.
3: <laughs> now, 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 let me, let me just play a little hypothetical.
2: Here. <laughs> he says, so we go down the road and the president of the United States calls up Kevin Warren and says, Kev, let's play some football. <laughs> Might that topic be revisited?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Might that topic be revisited? <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, golly.
2: Oh, these are so good. <laughs> sure. Again, we've always how many diff-
0: so-
1: The beauty of this is oh. how many different ways can you work in the skeleton of the Ronnie Green whole comment into your own little world
2: with T-shirts and various things? It's great. You know a drop is sitting with people well. When they continue, like, you have so many emails that end with, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, they no, no, pose no. a question no. to themselves and then answer with indecision. Uh. Um, Jake tweets, the last two pods have been gold, Jerry Gold. I'm enjoying how relative you guys are being to the current events. Uh, I'm thinking might have meant rel- relate, relate. relative. Relate. Relative.
0: Relative. really, Relative. Relative.
2: October 4th, September. Uh, September 4th. And still throwing your humor and jokes in the discussion. It's almost like old times. I'm trying to get my wife into the pod, and I think she's not happy about it yet. Yippee, 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 yippee. Uh, I'm not happy, hap, 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 <laughs> happy about that. However, will I keep playing her episodes against her will? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> P.S. Love the shirts. <laughs> Need more shirts. Thank oh, you. God. Speaking of Tyler McKinney. He did. I want, there are a couple of drops that I want to talk about here very quickly. About that, in reference to the show that have caused some waves here with um, some listeners, with human and beings. I want to make sure. Yeah, I want to make sure that we do this right. So when Tyler McKinney, fa- <laughs> when Tyler McKinney found out that his drop was turned into a shirt, he sent out. One of the best tweets <laughs> that that I've ever seen associated with the show. And it was <laughs> it was a resp- he responded to the shirt tweet that we had put out with a gif of Jim Carrey in the movie Liar Liar. When his client is being played, essentially, a sex tape to disprove Jim Carrey's theory that it didn't happen. Yeah. And he's, dri- he's drinking out of a cup as it's happening. And as the tape is getting worse and worse, he spits out the water and says, oh, come on!
0: <laughs> oh, come on!
2: And that gif of the oh, come on was tweeted out by Tyler McKinney. And it was beautiful. Perfect. I mean, he's had he's he's yet to
1: really he's just responded with gifs. He had the Michael Scott kind of just frown like (laughs) angry face. Now he said Jim Carrey. He's had the perfect reaction to to what's happening with the. I'm Uh, not sure. I mean, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about that has had a second life here in a major way. I'm not so sure it's big. It feels like this drop is bigger in the podcast than it was on the show. Oh, there's
2: no doubt. There's there's absolutely no question about that. I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Tyler McKinney continues to dub. I'm it. not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> so much H and that got oh. on the on the Twitter poll we had asked, you know, have you bought shirts and uh, and what shirts did you get? Um, we had a couple hundred votes. And twenty one percent said yes, they'd ordered a shirt. Seventy nine percent said no, which means there's plenty of shirts left. I also said for those who ordered a shirt, which ones did you enjoy your buy? Nice BUI. Thirty nine percent. Happy, half, happy, half, happy, 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 hap, happy, happy.
1: I'm not happy, 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 happy about that.
2: Led the way. Led the way. Second place was I ate the pizza. Uh, no, second place was Haderry. Third place was I ate the pizza. And then eleven percent said you can't beat fun. So that was great.
1: Here's the thing. If Tyler McKinney is upset, at least it's not like he just sounds funny. He didn't necessarily. It's not like he said something stupid or anything like that.
2: You know, like, no, it just no. sounds
1: funny. No, just
2: sounds funny. That's yeah. I mean. And that brings us to what happened on Friday, which was, look, this is just the nature of the show. OK, September 4th will always be associated with. My friend, and I still consider him a friend, even though I haven't spoken with him or seen him in a long time, J.J. Davis, who was a very early on, a mentor of mine when I was working in Carney, He was in Omaha, and we I was at the College World Series covering it, and he just kind of took me under his wing, gave me some advice. and He and I always had that unique relationship where I always looked up to him, never never really looked at him as competition because we were so different. We were more friends than competitors. It was it was a real unique uh, relationship. But let
1: me jump it. You two were different, or yeah. you two were different than most sportscasters because JJ. If you ever listen to him do highlights, JJ had fun with his sports hits. You know, like there was always it, it was it was more lighthearted. There was jokes, there were humor, and you were the same way. So I think th- that was another way you two yeah. probably kind of connected. As you guys were good at your job, but you also didn't take yourself too serious with with when you did your job.
2: Yeah, and we were, we were different than the norm, but in very different yes, ways. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't stealing his jokes. He wasn't infringing on my jokes. Like, it was just different. Yeah. And, you know, in a related story, he's in, he's in theater now. He's, he does local community theater, and he has always wanted to do that. He always wanted to be an actor, and he's really good at that. And so it's to say that, that on Friday I tweeted out a picture of him from the Shikinick account saying, Happy J.J. Davis Day from Our Family to Yours because of... Uh, his his drop when Bo asked him what's the day of the first game because he had asked when will you make the call on the quarterback when will you make the call on the quarterback what's the, what's the day of the first game October fourth September, September 4th. 4th oh my bad S- September fourth I think I gave you too so much so I'm time. not answering any quarterback questions and everyone corrected him September fourth and he <laughs> says oh I gave you too much time so. I had tweeted that, and we had also tweeted, what do you consider J.J. Davis Day? Is it is it October 4th or September 4th? Or the third answer was both. It's a dual holiday. Uh, 69% of the vote got both. It's a dual holiday, followed by September 4th, 17%, and October 4th, 14%. Um, but then, to pull the curtain back even further, because this is a harmless, it's harmless. October 4th? <laughs> Uh, September 4th. Like, it's it's nothing against J.J. at all. It's the most benign drop that we have, where it's just, he got corrected by everybody, and it's more about everybody else. Everybody else is nerd.
1: The the humor of it is more so the everyone else in the drop than necessarily J.J. You know, like, that. the the crux of the humor is in everyone saying September 4th, not necessarily even J.J. making the mistake, because we've all made that mistake of, accidentally saying something, then we meant something else. I mean, that happens all the time. stage is at its at its biggest, and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about.
2: It does. And so uh, someone had said, <laughs> someone had tweeted, I think Brian tweeted, uh, J.J. will not be happy, 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 happy about that. Nice. And then our buddy, Jake Ryan, yeah. who is the public address announcer yeah. of, of Creighton and helped us on the show, tweeted in response to that saying, he's sitting in the office next to me, pretty sure he doesn't give a crap. Yes, I was like, "Wait, is that JJ next year, or is that Dirk Chadlin?" Who gives a crap? But I just want to make sure that, like, this show has never been about mocking people. It's about having fun with people. And if, and certainly, I would be in, if you know if JJ's caught wind and he does like, I want to have JJ on the show. Yeah. Like, I want him to be a guest on this show to just catch up with him and to talk about that drop to walk through it. And then to have some fun, but if if there is some tension there, certainly I will I will expunge that drop. Oh, yeah. from the computer I, system. You know, I'll get I, rid of it. I I never have to hear it again. You know, we might reference it, but I'll never play it. October fourth, September fourth. Yeah, I, I mean, because I tell you, if if someone's upset, I'm never gonna play it. October fourth, <laughs> September fourth. It is a
1: great question you asked though on what is JJ Davis Day. It's almost like a chicken or the egg question. It's like, is it October fourth or is it September fourth? You can't have one without the other. You can't if you choose one, well the one doesn't exist the there It just can't happen. But yeah, I again I see JJ Davis. I would see him at times he 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 still does some camera shooting at the at the Creighton games and different things. So I see I mean JJ's a great guy. We don't again It was one of the things we talked about in the Mitch Sherman piece on The Athletic was, you know, Mitch basically asked about, hey, listen, you guys do impressions. You guys do like do people ever get upset or whatever. And I I like to think that even in the midst of our laughs, we're never mean spirited with anything that we're doing. I, I, I'd, I'd like to think right. that I know for whatever we do, things like that, we're not trying, we're, we do not have malice in our heart here. We're just, we're trying to get our
2: humor game right. That's it. Do you, uh, do you have malice at the bottom of your art? <laughs> From the bottom of my heart. All right. Thank you. Oh, that's good. It was the opening, essentially the opening weekend of college football yeah, and it was depressing. So, but you know what else this weekend was, uh, Nick Baugh Yeah was really when a lot of fantasy football drafts get underway.
3: Oh, yeah?
2: Do you have it? And I had um, my draft started. We did a continuous draft in one league that I've been in since ni- – I've been in this draft since 1999, maybe 98. University of We
1: got a nerd alert! Okay.
2: University of Colorado, some college guys, some guys I've never met, but we've been in this league – forever we couldn't come up with a date for the draft so whenever that happens we just do a continuous draft that lasts well, about a week the, I, quick question that did you guys draft before or after dungeons and dragons that's the biggest thing i'd like to know <laughs> <laughs> right. you know this is this is weird here but um i do have something and it's weird it's like Yours, but I'm giving it back to you. Howdairy.com,
1: howdairy.com. You, you need to log on to howdairy.com. Okay,
2: so there. that's for you. Yeah. That's for you. Yeah. Uh, but And to answer your next question, it was before we drank our Capri Sun. <laughs> Good, enough. Uh, Good enough. Good enough. All right. Enough so uh, we, we had that, and I'm also in a, uh, I'm also in a, hmm, I'm in another league. Oh, uh, an auction shit. draft that um, took place Saturday night. Again, it's before we are recording this safe to say I'm nervous.
1: Can I raise my hand question. real quick? Yeah. A couple of things. Come a long ways since you introduced fantasy football into my world. I am more of a daily fantasy. I just want to casually date a team and go on different right. dates with different, you know, oh, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, great. Cool. Oh, Drew Brees. How are you doing today? Julio Jones, haven't seen you in a while. I love you! Rather than being ma- I've only done one. A couple years ago, I did one fantasy football draft and had a team for the entire year my team was horrible i hated it i would always forget to set my lineups on you know i'd have guys my starting running back would be on a queue up kathy enjoy your bye and it would just be horrible (laughs) i i didn't like it at all so i'm more of a you know i don't want to i don't want to marry a team i want to date a bunch of different teams you know what i'm
2: saying enjoy your bye okay
1: (laughs) that needs to be
0: on a shirt
2: it does need to be on a shirt. Um, uh,
1: Kathy, we need to find Kathy.
2: And again, you wanting to just, you know, kind of casually date—that goes back to your high school and college days. You slept around. I was more into committed relationships. Okay, <laughs> so that's kind of where you
1: tell what kind of fantasy person you are based on your your dating
2: habits, right? That's right. That's right. Big shock. You a DFS guy? Oh, gosh. oh God. you better get tested. <laughs> Um, i'm doing my daily so. fantasy
1: for nba playoffs every night i got a chance for 10 grand in a related story i don't have 10 grand
0: <laughs> I <love> it. Though.
2: <laughs> it's like buying a lottery ticket but as soon as you buy it you just set it on fire and then the game start but it's great i mean it just it's it combines good. i
1: mean i get to like start kyle corver i'm like oh yes yeah See, my bro i fall i start with my heart and not my head. I mean I can't well, score press Doug's face and be like I'm not going to start Doug? You kidding me? I'll take that 6 points. Give it to me, Doug. Well,
2: okay. So, and that's fine because that's what got you in trouble when we did fantasy football together that time. <laughs> yeah. Was we we did it for the spring game for Husker football and we just had this competition. It was the introduction for you for fantasy football. And I wanted to have a competition and be a good on-air deal. You and I both went to the spring game together, so we'd be sitting there watching our fantasy rosters compete. The problem is you drafted all of your friends.
1: (laughs) My team got you. Well, wasn't that Tyler Legate? Your fullback, Tyler Legate, had like three touchdowns. That's a bunch of – that's a fluke. But you tell me I shouldn't have drafted this.
2: That's a bunch of BS.
1: Who did I draft? Casey Highland? I I drafted – Casey Highland. Yeah. It's like a walk on ride receiver, but he was Bo Rude's neighbor growing up. So I was like, "Like who you want, man? Roy Hallou, Rex kept I'm like, "Now I'll take Casey Highland."
2: <laughs> and in fact, I think he tweeted at you. I yeah. think there, wasn't there some Twitter? Oh yeah, thing he was like, on? he was
1: pumped that I drafted him, and then I think he apologized that he had like zero catches, but it's all good, you know. I also, I think I got my RK three game right. I think my quarterback was Ron Kellogg the
2: third. You killed me. I mean, <laughs> oh, the thing, as soon as LeGate w- scampered into the end zone for his second touchdown, I just, <laughs> game was over. <laughs> I said, it. But it was leading into that game that we talked about doing this and we talked about doing it on the air and you immediately started ridiculing me, <laughs> fantasy football and all this. And it turned out to be, this is probably your best Two minutes on the air <laughs> that you had during the Schick and Nick show. Again, you've had a lot of long impressions and good nine, 12-minute segments where you're bobbing and weaving. This was a <laughs> one-on-one game where you decimated the opposition, and it only took you about 90 seconds. Oh, Let's go back and listen. I want to uh, discuss something with you that is very, very important. There's a spring game this weekend. And I've told you many, many times that fantasy football is one of the greatest things you could ever do I in mean, life. The Craig your life. Davis
1: segment puts your boy to sleep.
2: Well, it puts him, it puts you to sleep because there's wow. just a lot of names and numbers and things being yeah. thrown out. And it makes your head. Pick explode. two out of these three in a PPR, nine point per flex, no point
1: touchdown only. Nerds! Nerds! In an RBI PPR no flex TD INT punt return no TD no fumble league nerds. And hey, what kind of
0: league? What kind of league you in? I'm hey, in mean, one of those PPR no fumble leagues. It's uh, where if you fumble, you get a deduction in PPRs, and then you, of course you got the, the extra points for for the helmets. Nerds. Wow. You know, I won my fantasy football game the other day because uh, the helmet rule. Nerds. What's your policy on uh, a tie if there's two INTs and a fumble and a PPR and a flex? <laughs> Nerds! Oh, it goes to uh, it goes to the weather. Oh, well, that's Nerds! not fair. Then I'm going to pick uh, Minnesota. <laughs> that's not fair. Well, how can you tell me that's not fair?
1: Nerds! <laughs> that's, what it, that's literally what it sounds like. Oh, no.
2: Oh, no. PPR INT? Craig, Craig Davis on line three. Wow! <laughs> oh, that was that was beautiful. No, no, it wasn't. That was great. What was that? That's All a great right. question, Nick. Uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna try. You know it. I'm you gonna try what? it this weekend. Here, here's the thing. The only roll. Huh? Looks the only poo poo I like is at a Chinese restaurant on a platter. You are poo pooing everything about this Spanish football, and I'm not gonna tolerate it. All right, that oh was Oh my god two minutes where you savagely crushed fantasy football and was there
1: anything I was wrong pretty
2: much there was nothing there was nothing I could say. I mean everything you said was was accurate, but by far you know, there are two things that I love about that. One was the Minnesota gotta go with Minnesota because they're playing in a dome. Yeah. I got to go with Minnesota. And that, that bill at the end of the bar was yours. I don't know what
0: impression that, that was. A... Then I'm going to pick uh, Minnesota.
1: <laughs> you know, I won my fantasy football game because of the helmet
2: rule.
1: <laughs> you
0: know, I won my fantasy football game the other day because uh the helmet rule.
2: <laughs> That's almost
1: like a Peter Griffin wannabe. It is. You know? It's like, it's almost, it's the... It's the Tom Zorsky superfans meets Peter Griffin to talk fantasy football. That's pretty much what it is. And you
2: know, I won my fantasy football game the other day because uh, the helmet <laughs> rule. <laughs> um, the other part of that, though, was we kept playing the drop. It was a drop of you. It, we just interspersed it in the commentary. So that wasn't you actually saying it. Right. but Nerds! <laughs> Nerds! Nerds! And now, and now look at you! All these years later, you are playing daily fantasy last football. Night. not weekly. Daily, daily. Played nerds. last night. It's a
1: routine. About three o'clock, I'm like, "Let's go for ten G's tonight." Who are we starting? PJ Tucker. You dang right. That's who we're starting. Nerd. I'm a I, nerds. Who's, I'm the nerd now.
2: Nerd. <sighs> So <laughs> well, anyway, <that's>, uh, <sighs> figured we'd uh leave it at that. Again. Hope your fantasy football season goes well, Nick. Uh, I would invite you into a into a league, but I don't want to be mocked. Here's... You know, uh doing it.
1: I'd be I'd be the the lame duck you bring in to just take my money and kill me. I got dead last in my league, P T Dubs. My name I the remember... name of my team was Brady Goats. So I was like all in on Brady. Isn't that good? I needed to study who was on a Kathy more often. <laughs> I didn't do that enough. That that screwed me more than anything. Just and need, Kathy needs to be on my fantasy football
2: management squad. All she does is manage the buys. Bye, bye. bye. That's it. What to, when is Atlanta on the? Bye. Um. Oh, that's the same week the Bills are on. Bye. The, okay. All right. Very good. There's a there's a lot of pressure when you uh. When you invite someone to join a league that's been going on for a while, I remember I did that. I had a buddy, uh, Dan, in Omaha, and I had him join the league, and then it was time to draft. And he was, like, on a golf course somewhere, and I had to drive over to his house. I'm knocking on his door, and, I, oh, you it, gave it to and him. he wasn't there, obviously. And uh, that was, uh, of all the times that I've taken part in fantasy football, that was uh, the time that I really felt. Nerds! <laughs>
1: like I'm not- hey, where are you, Dan? It is
2: hey, time we are to started. started.
1: We're getting started. The Wi-Fi is humming. It is humming at our house.
2: Nerds! All right. Continue to send your emails in to laugh at We will continue <sighs> to try and keep you fairly entertained during this football-less fall there in Nebraska and uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Give us the five stars. Give us the positive reviews. It'll help us grow the show uh, locally. Go to uh, the Triple B Printing. Buy some shirts. It doesn't matter if they're black, yellow, whatever right. the hell oh, they oh. are. Had nothing to do with black shirts or yellow shirts or white shirts or whatever the hell it is. Nerds! Um And uh, you, can en- you can enjoy those. Again, <laughs> this podcast is over. You can get a shirt that has this on it. Uh, we'll see you coming up next week.
3: I'm not happy about that. Nerds!
1: Shick and Nick! Chicken and Nick! The Chick and Nick
0: Show! Here we go! <laughs>